um, I do think that we're all born with all of these, these gifts and this knowledge and we kind of take it away. If you think about children, they're like, they're imaginary friends and the ghosts under the bed. And, um, you know, they have this, this beautiful communication and imagination that I think is, is real. And like, there's no people that's imaginary and we just stop believing it's true and we block it all from happening. Welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Abiel and Bodhi. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Marissa Medden. Marissa is a clairvoyant medium and intuitive coach, an amazing combination. She helps people connect with loved ones who have passed on and gain clarity on their life's direction. Marissa's life mission is to help others find alignment. And when we find alignment, something magical starts to happen. So join us as Bodhi and I discuss life, the process of discovering your true path's journey, synchronicities, and much more. So here we are again with uh, Marissa. And last time she talked to us about coaching. And today we're talking about psychic and mediumship. So welcome back, Marissa. Thanks, guys. Yeah, slightly different topic, but... uh... Just slightly. Yeah. (laughs) So Marissa, I'm just very curious about like, if you could talk to us a little bit about like the journey that allowed you to develop these gifts, like how you started your beliefs and how they've morphed to, I guess, to see this differently. Yeah. It's been a progression over a couple of years and it's a lot of people when they first hear the the mediumship and the gifts that I have and, and what I do, the two questions are usually one is, can anybody do this? And two, have I always done it? Uh, so I didn't discover these abilities until I started channeling when I was around 29 years old. And, and my first kind of mediumship, as in communicating with someone who had passed on, wasn't for about six or nine months later. So right around my 30th birthday. So anyone can do it. It wasn't something that I always knew I had or did. And for me, um, I guess... To go way, way back, I was always exposed to this sort of thing through my mother. So I think back to my childhood, she would talk about past life's visions that she had and she had these little wind chimes in her, like inside in a room on a tree where they would kind of like go off and she would say, oh, there's a, there's a spirit in the room. And I was like, okay, you know, it was just kind of taken for a grain of salt. Like, and she also would, I say she like was so normal, like what is normal, but you know, when, when all my friends would meet, like she's, she doesn't seem like she would be into like ghosts and spirits and past lives and all of that until like, you start talking to her about it. Um, so it was always just kind of this underlying thing that I had never experienced personally, but I, you know, always trusted that she saw this. So I always believed that it was real and possible, but that I wasn't connected to it. And it wasn't until um, I was going through a lot in my own life. We talked a little bit of, um, in the past episode, we, we talked about coaching, but I got through um, a really serious kind of breakup. I ended engagement. I quit my job. I had this back pain that wouldn't go away. Like there was all these big things. And I started traveling the world soon after. And I was just reading a lot of self-development books. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts of entrepreneurs talking about, you know, it's all about energy and meditation, da, da, da. And so I was like, what's this energy thing people are talking about? So I would go, you know, like Googling, like, what is this energy thing? And would start reading and I love both the kind of woo side and the science side. So I was learning about quantum physics and, you know, like all of this random stuff and just went down the rabbit hole of got to, you know, Abraham Hicks, Law of Attraction, Seth Speaks, um, all of his channeled work. 
Um, and I also was going to, um, so I'm from Atlanta and when I was home at the time, uh, I would go with my mom to these channeling sessions from a medium in Atlanta and was just kind of seeing this whole other world. And we'd also, um, gone to this woman for a medium session when my, my grandfather passed away. So my mom went to go communicate and the things that she said, I was just like, Whoa, this is, it was the first time I'd had anyone in my life pass away. So it, was, it just felt so real. So that's kind of like how the exposure started. Um, and I can talk about how I actually started doing it myself, but that was, that was kind of the progression into all of this. I mean, was there ever skepticism on your part? No. And I still, a lot of my friends, you know, I, I meet a lot of new people. I travel the world full time and people meet me first. You know, I don't, I don't usually leave with the fact that I'm a medium because I like for people to be like, ah, oh, like you're, I get it. Like you're coaching, whatever. And then, and then we start talking about it and, and it's kind of cool because it builds this trust where they're like, wait, you're just like me, but now you're doing this. Maybe there's more. And I, I really try to keep an open mind um, to know that I don't know the full truth. And I talk to a lot of friends, like when we have conversations about what I do as a medium and what's it like and how did it happen and how does it work and, you know, is it real? It's the, the feedback that I get from people is I think so many people in this um, spiritual realm come across as like, this is the way it is and spirits exist and this is that. And people who don't believe get really taken aback because it's so polarizing to what they know to be true. And for me, I just try to say like, I don't know. I can tell you my story. I can tell you what I've experienced. I can tell you what's happening. And there's probably 50 other reasons for what's happening. Maybe it's just like mind reading and there's not someone who's passed away. Maybe I'm just able to tap into what that person wants to hear and it's not communicating with death. I don't know. Like I'm, I, I don't think that's the case, but I'm so happy to be proven wrong because I don't think any of us know. So I just love to share like, I'm not skeptical because I'm like, here's, here's what's happening to me. I can, and I'd love to talk to you about the first kind of medium kind of experiences that happened because that's where I was like, whoa, this can't not be real. But even in my mind, I'm still skeptical of myself sometimes. I so I suppose I am skeptical sometimes. I don't know. I'm still, still figuring it all out. <laughs> I think that's healthy to, to yeah. have skepticism. <laughs> it, it, uh, it allows the egoic mind to have refuge. Yeah, it, 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 could, it could get so uh, esoteric and so out there. Yes, that I feel. I think, like as as souls that we are, we come with this biology to learn these lessons. And if we step too far into that realm, then, in my opinion, we're doing our biology a disservice. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if you guys have ever. I uh, I believe maybe you've done ayahuasca, ABL. I think Brooke had said so. But um, I just did a couple of weeks ago. I've done several of them. The experience that I had in this last one was I like I feel like I've been living with this foot. Like I've been living in this other dimension, just <laughs> trying to trying to like figure all this out. Where I was like, what's the point of all this? I'm just living up there, and I know it exists. And I'm doing this medium stuff and. The, the kind of ayahuasca experience I had was like really just like stepping into this body presently and living on this earth again. I know it seems like silly, but just remembering that, yeah, I'm like here to have this experience too. And it's, um, as everybody else was talking about their ayahuasca, there's probably like 30 people and everyone's like, I was in this dimension and I could feel this all, all this love. And I was like, this is what I experience every day every day like in my ayahuasca <laughs> this time it was like the opposite for me I'm like I'm checked out I don't feel anyone's emotions because that's what I do all day every day as an empath and I was like I'm just me having fun so yeah it's hard to live once you're kind of into this dimension it's it's hard to balance 
being human again. And I feel like I can't even believe I'm saying, if I heard myself say this three years ago, I'd be like, what the hell? But yeah, that's where we're at. Grandma (laughs) called you back to earth. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm here. I just want to have fun. To me, it was a big aha moment for me to honor my humanity, honor my biology, honor my genes. It's crazy, but enjoy, enjoy the suffering. If that makes any sense, because you signed up for it. It's it's an amazing lesson. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one for me to do, but I'm I'm trying to embrace that for sure. Some days it's awful. Some days (laughs) I don't want any challenges and certain days I'm almost like watching a film and yeah. those days are better than the ones where I'm in the driver's seat. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's with you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more on, I know that I read in your website that you will actually do letters from past ones to get into that state. What type of preparation have you done to be able to get into that state where you're able to, to channel and to, to gather that information? Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about the kind of progression of how it happened because it wasn't purposeful at first and I didn't know if it was something I could just do or tap into. So for me, it started with um, channeling. And for me, for the most part, it's all through writing. It's primarily right now how I do this this gift of mediumship through automatic writing. Um, So as I was kind of like dealing with all the emotions of all the things I was going through, I started journaling. And I realized one day, like as I was writing, just kind of I feel like you're kind of in a state, different state when you're journaling. It's a little bit meditative, I suppose. Um, but I started realizing I was writing to myself. And so, you know, normally it's like, I think that's, I feel that. And then it would be talking to me. And it took me a little while to realize like, whoa, these aren't my words. These aren't my thoughts. Like what's happening here? So that was kind of how it started for me. And, and so it was just kind of writing, right? That was how I kind of got into that process. And the first medium letter that I did unofficially was um, just doing that. I went home and um, my a friend of mine had a cousin who had committed suicide and it was like the one year anniversary of, of his death. And I just been talking to her about it um, all day. And I went home just to write about myself. And as I was writing, this letter came out from her cousin to her. And I was like, whoa, what, what's happening here? Um, so it was just kind of in that state where things came out and I just kind of let it happen. And then that happened a couple more times um, until I had someone, my, my mom was telling her friend about it. And she asked if I could do a letter for her daughter who had had a friend pass away from a drug overdose. Her, her daughter was 19. So that was the first time where it was like challenging. I'm like, can you just do it? Can you just, you know, like have someone random? I'd never met this person. Um, I didn't know the person who had passed away. And I said, I was like, you know, I'm happy to try it as long as she knows. Like, I have no idea, one, if I can do it, two, if I do, if it will be accurate. I feel like it's made up, but, like, I'm happy to give it a shot. Um, and so to do that, like, for me, there really isn't much of a process. I think it's kind of been just a long time coming of just, it's it's kind of just relaxing um, the same way you would just relax and start to journal and just, you know, if I'm super stressed and got things, have things going on in my head, I can't do it. But I just go, take some deep breaths, and, and I just... Right. So for me, I have people when I go to my website, um, I don't I don't talk to people, which I think is kind of neat because a lot of people have so much skepticism of like, oh, you're just reading, you know, what I'm saying and what you think I'm you know, wanting to hear and the emotions and how I respond. So I don't talk to people. They submit a photo and they submit a list of questions that they have for the person who's passed on. And that's what I had this person do for me, the first, my, my mom's friend's daughter. Um, and I just started writing. And it's really scary because as I, you know, I, I go to my computer and I look at the questions and me as Marissa, I'm like, I don't, I don't 
don't know the answer to these questions. I'm like, how am I going to answer this? Um, so that's like kind of me in just my normal state, not knowing. And so I just kind of shut my eyes for a second and just be like, all right, like, let's just see what happens. And I just start writing. And um, it's kind of hard to explain, but whatever comes out will come out and I, it answers the questions and it's, it's not me writing. And it feels like, I mean, I, I kind of know what's happening. It's like I'm half there, half not. When I read it back at the end, I don't even always know what I've written. But it feels like I'm kind of making up a novel the whole time. So I'm like, where is this coming? Where is this going from? I don't, I don't know. But that's, yeah, long story. But that's kind of how it, how it happened and how I, I just kind of sit, meditate for a second. You know, it's, it's helpful. But really, it's just allowing it to come through. That's beautiful. There was this exercise that I had to do for my big toe theory where it was remote viewing. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, I'm making this up. <laughs> yes. And this is, this is BS. And then they confirm it and you're like, really? Whoa. What? Yeah. It's like a surprise. Every time I'm still like, really? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> boo. <-boo. laughs> yeah. And that's just neat when you ask if I, so that's why when that question of like, am I skeptical? Um, I'm always skeptical of myself. Every, every time I do these letters, um, I always think how, I don't know, like, how can this be real? And exactly as you're saying, you just feel like you're making things up. And to me, the reason I keep feeling like it's so real is because everyone that I do, people write back and like, I, I don't know how you knew these things. This felt, you know, it felt so accurate. It felt like their personalities. It's the closure I needed. It's what I need to hear. All of those things. And so that keeps reinforcing it. But my ego mind every single time is like, I, I don't know about this. Like, it's not, it's just going to drop this time. So it's, it's scary. But I do it because it just like, the impact that it has is so meaningful for people. I had a hard time with that type of information for a long time. And it yeah. wasn't until I read Tom Campbell's material where he discussed the illusion of time. Yeah. And because time is, it's an illusion, we have access to the entire spectrum. Yeah. And things that are happening in front of us are a probability of that matter or that that was created. In essence, we create this fingerprint in time that will always be there. And we have access to all the fingerprints that have ever been pressed on yeah. the sand of life. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, I was like, oh, okay. Quantum physics talks <laughs> about it. It's like, maybe I could believe a little bit. And then I'm like, nah, yeah, nah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I can so relate to that. Exactly the case of, you know, I, I love the quantum physics side and the woo, as I said, all of it and learning. And sometimes it all just meshes together so perfectly. It makes so much sense and it matches, you know, all the experiences I had. I'm like, hell yeah, this couldn't be any other way. This feels so real. And then it could be three hours later or three days later, I just sit there and question, I'm like, how could any of this be real? This is total BS. Like I, and yeah, my mind, it's like our minds. It's like, it just, it's our society is, is so um, not set up to believe in any of it, that it's, it just has to keep like pushing it away and just keep knowing the truths that you're experiencing and learning about. But it's, it's a hard process just to really trust it and go with it. Our indoctrination makes us hostage mm, to yes. a belief system that limits ourselves from experiencing a whole new world. <laughs> There's a lot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're so conditioned to put everything in a box and if it doesn't fit in a box, we're like, is this even real? Yeah. And if you go down that rabbit hole of what is real, well, <laughs> we can keep going down that rabbit hole forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 The I matrix, the matrix is not a movie. It's a documentary for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Continuous uh, documentary. I have a question. What yeah. has been the most 
profound experience that you've had, you know, doing this kind of work, like profound maybe for the other person or maybe profound for you that you were yeah. even blown away? Yeah, it's really fun. Um, like both, even with coaching as well and with these medium letters, I feel so honored to do it because I feel like I'm getting paid to like learn these lessons and tap into all of these wise answers too. There was one that comes to mind as you asked this. I did a letter for someone's brother who had passed away and she was asking about um, just where he is now and how this communication worked basically. I had a really, anytime people ask me that question of like, you know, like, where do we go when we, like, what is it like where, where, where do people go when they pass on? And like, how, how are you communicating? What is it like? Like I couldn't ever explain it well in words. Um, and in this letter he wrote, it was, or I say that he wrote, that I wrote from him, whoever wrote it. Um, it was just this really beautiful explanation of like, he put into words what I couldn't say in my mind. I was like, Whoa, thank you. Like, it was just this really beautiful explanation. So that one was really powerful for me. They're all really beautiful. Of, of, like I'm learning about, you know, all the questions people ask. It just, it gives me lessons so much. And then there was one just fun, um, it's a little bit different of just an experience that I had um, of, of my own that made me believe it was real. And it was more of like a weird electronic thing that happened, but I can, I can talk about either of them. But um, those are the ones that kind of come to mind for me. Well, now I'm I wanna, curious. Yeah, the, I want to know the electronic <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, these were more, yeah. So those were like through the letters with clients and things like that. But just as like a personal one that happened to me, um, it was kind of when, when the sketch was pretty new for me. Um, I was back home visiting my parents in, in Atlanta and my mom was like, I have a question for, it was my great grandmother, her grandmother. And I was like, okay, but I, you know, I've told you, I, I can't really speak this. Like I do it through writing, but like, what's your question? I'll, I'll ask it. I'll go write it later. Um, so she asked me this question and I'm, I was at the time I'm getting a little bit better at like speaking it as it comes and not just writing. And I was like, okay, I can kind of hear like, this is being said, but like, I'll give you a better answer later when I write it. And then as I was sitting there, I was like, but your dad, so her dad had passed away too, my grandfather. I was like, your dad is trying to answer this question too. Like he has, he also has something to say. I can feel them both. And I was like, but again, you know, go do your thing. I'll, I'll write this later and I'll send it to you. And a couple minutes later, so she, she went and left the house and I picked up my phone. I was checking my emails. And as I looked at my phone, um, just like my regular Gmail account, it was, you know, like Amazon delivery, whatever else. And then the one below that was this um, email and it was from unknown sender, unknown subject, and the date, excuse me, all of this comes still. Um, the date was 12-31-69, like, like right in between all these other emails from today and whatever. And I've got all these phones. Um, my, my grandfather passed away on New Year's Eve, so 12-31, and I didn't know this at the time. Later on, I was like, Mom, what year did your grandmother pass away? And she said 1969. So as I'm trying, I get, never mind, my legs have these um, So as I'm trying to like, communicate from both of these people. I check my phone. It's this unknown. I have a screenshot of it somewhere, um, but it's unknown sender, unknown subject, 123169. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that was, that was a really crazy one for me too. It's just like more proof. And I don't know. It was, that was a really cool one. You just broke the matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you broke it. I don't know, but it's funny. Like as I talk, so I have a lot of uh, web developer friends who I travel with and I'm going to totally butcher this. I don't know. There's something about um, the, like, whatever the, inter I'm, I'm totally going to butcher this. Someone else can, can say better. Something about, like, when the internet was created or coding or something, whatever, it was set for, like, January 1st, 70. There's something about 12th. It's, like, when the internet started or, like, that's, maybe you can explain it better. 1970, better, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. So there's something about it where I tell those friends are like, no, it's just a glitch. Like that's how, when the internet was created, but I'm like, well, that's never happened to me. You know, even if it was like, that's never happened to me. I, I've never gotten that email before. Like, are you getting those emails? And it's never happened like at that time. So that's why I say with the skepticism, like I'm happy to hear other explanations, but I'm also like, what? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. If it was January 1st, 1970, that would make more sense, but it was like a day before. Okay. So but- that proves the wrong. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. The <laughs> speech, but it, again, it's, yeah. it's interesting to know and to think through too. Yeah. Uh, Carl Jung starts talking about synchronicity and things yes. like that. So when we're talking about the collective unconscious and things like that manifesting, you're like, okay, regardless if it would have been created, it was when it was created, yeah. the synchronicity behind it yes. dispels whether or not it was a glitch or not. It's just right. proof to me. Yeah. Yeah. And as you talk about synchronicities, it's so interesting because um, when I talk about people who have passed on, you know, there's ways they talk about um, symbols you can look from, from your loved ones or signs or things like that. You know, so it could be like you choose the symbol of a heart or a peanut or an elephant, whatever. Um, And, you know, people I say like, of course, there's like elephants everywhere, a picture of an elephant. Like, of course you're going to see it. And to me, it's, it's so interesting. Like, there's two different worlds you can believe. Like, is it a total coincidence? Like, cool, you can believe that. Or if you choose to believe that it's a loved one communicating, like it just, it feels good too. And there's really no way to know a full answer, but then you get these things at these moments where it's so intense. It's like, it can't be any other way. So I don't know. It's just a different way to live. And I love to believe it and it feels good, right? It's just a choice. It's a frame of mind to live in and it just, it's, it's what I think it's very healing to think that way. So to each their own. It feels amazing. And I, who was it? Um, I think it was Wayne Dyer. He used to always say, is it coincidence or it coincides? Ah, <laughs> I love it. I never thought about that. I've never heard that one. But yeah, exactly. It's like these synchronicities, these coincidences, like they're, I don't know, you can think of it that way, but like, are they? Like they're, they're so intense sometimes. Yeah, it's there are no coincidences in my opinion. They, they yeah. all coincide with this beautiful story called my life, your life, <laughs> everybody's life. It's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about the automatic writing, it yeah. reminded me of the work that what's her name? The artist's way by yeah, Cam- Cameron. What's L- her name? Julia Cameron. Julia Cameron. Well, I don't know it. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought I I thought <laughs> that like you were. She knows it. <laughs> Yeah, because one of her things for creativity and to get out of your own way is you 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 literally put pen to to paper mm. and go at it nonstop. Right. Yeah. And the the whole parameters for her exercise is for you to do it every day for yeah. I believe it's fifteen or thirty minutes. Yeah. But that constant writing every single day and allowing, you know, for you to basically channel. Right. Um, allows all that creativity and all those juices to come out, but it's in the doing that you find the experience. Yeah. So I was just curious if, if you had read her material. In the, that I haven't, but it's, it's so neat when I hear those other things. I think it's cool that I didn't know about it before because my experience has been so similar to what sounds like she, she teaches. So for me, yeah. And for anyone who's interested in doing this kind of stuff, that's how it all started for me was just literally writing, not to try to channel, not to try to do anything just for my own emotions, just writing almost every day because I had so much in me that I was trying to make sense of and couldn't logically. And when you start writing, just so much comes out where you're like, whoa, I didn't know I was thinking or feeling, feeling that, like, where did that come from? So 
it's such a powerful tool. And that's, you know, how I transitioned into this other work. And as I've talked to people, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've had kind of similar experiences channeling, like through writing, where it sounds like these aren't my thoughts when I'm writing. Um, and I think if I wasn't so in touch, um, like listening to so much Abraham Hicks at the time, going to mediums, going to channeling, like I would never have realized. So to that point, like anybody can do this stuff. And it's just when you let your mind be free enough to experience it. And I think for me, like, that's why I've been able to do this is because I question, you know, I'm still skeptical of myself as we've talked about, but I let myself go there. Like, I'm not afraid to be the weird one. I'm like, yeah, here's like when my friends here, you know, no one does. They're like, I'm just over here talking to dead people again. Like, that's my life now. Um, but you know, so we, we put ourselves in a box and just don't believe it's real. And even my, my mother, who's been into this stuff my whole entire life, she's very capable of doing the same stuff, but she, you know, she questions herself so much. She's like, am I making this up? Like, are these just my thoughts? I'm like, no, you're, you're doing this, but, um, yeah, we just question ourselves. So anybody can do it. And that writing is such a powerful way to start. That's great advice. You also mentioned, well, on your website, you mentioned that there are different ways that you communicate. Yeah. Like there's clear audience, clairvoyance, clairsentience. Yeah. Um, I think the, the clear audience is like through voice, yeah. right? Like you yeah. hear things. And the, the voyance is you actually see yeah. things and then sentences, you, you feel just it. feel things. For me, the, the feeling is the strongest, um, but it's kind of as I do the work and especially through my letters, it's kind of this mix of all of it. Um, and it's so hard to explain. A lot of people say like, if you have a really strong sense, like just in your, in your normal senses, not in any sort of mediumship way, like let's say you have a really strong sense of smell and that's how, you know, that's important this part of your life um you might be able to smell spirits more likely like my my mom will like be like i smell my my father's like hair product right just like out of nowhere no one else can smell it right so that's a way to to know that spirit is around um for me i'm a really intense empath and i just feel things so a lot of the um the mediumship that i do it's, it's so hard to explain i think it's why i have trouble speaking it because i'm like i just i feel it but i can't quite tell you what i'm feeling and writing it just allows it to kind of all come out and I sort of like see images and like have visions of what these people are talking about and I I don't like hear it's not like you know it's not like I hear a neighbor through the wall I don't like hear things but it's like just it just kind of comes out and I don't sometimes I feel really I don't see like you know people talk about like seeing like a ghost-like thing like I don't see any of that I'm kind of grateful for it um but I do see visions of things in my head when I do it so it's kind of this mix of all of the things and when I do the letters um I was explaining it's why everything's not 100% accurate because it feels it's almost like playing telephone you're like interpreting what you're feeling, what you're sensing, what you're kind of seeing, and kind of trying to put it into the English language that doesn't, you're explaining things that don't quite exist. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. And sometimes words aren't enough uh, probably to describe Yeah, like if time. I could only just, you could only just feel and see what I'm seeing. Um, <laughs> and I try to put that into words. And yeah, when I just remove my mind and write it, it comes out more clearly. That's why I love the letters that I do. But yeah, that's it. It's neat because everybody has gifts different way, right? Some people, some mediums, literally like I see this woman over here, and she's kind of tall, and she's got blonde hair. Like that's I don't see people that way at all. To me, it's like questions that people ask and words that come out and things like that. But um, people have different gifts, which I think is really cool. It totally reminds me of Bruce Lipton um, when he talks about us being receptors, mm-hmm. um, like the the 
the skin basically of the cell is the, the inner organs of the, the, the cell itself. They're not the ones mandating. It's the receptor, which is the skin of the cell. And we are made of billions of those receptors. So as long as you could open yourself up and block that little voice blocking you, then you have the perfect antenna and it comes out through whatever data that works for you or the gifts that you do have. Yeah. Um, For me, I've always been very visual, auditory. um, And I have those similar experiences where I'll smell or I'll, I'll visualize or I'll see. And then it happens and I'm like, did I just make that up? It's like, yeah, like, we question ourselves. I, yeah. Did I make that up? And then the universe manifested to prove that <laughs> I don't know what came first, but yeah, very fascinating. Yeah. And just as you're experiencing, I think that's why so many people question themselves. It's like they, they do hear that thing or they feel that thing or they just, um, I think what's, what's a really common one for people who have passed on with a loved one is like, I just, I hear their thoughts. It's like, it almost feels as if they're talking to them in their head and they just assume that they're kind of making it up of what they would say or what they think that they would say, but it's real. Like that's really them communicating because you wouldn't have those thoughts. And it's like, why are you making that up? Um, but it's, it's so hard for, for people to believe for obvious reasons, because, you know, we, it's, it's not what we've been taught and we can't necessarily prove it. And even, um, I do think that we're all, born with all of these, these gifts and this knowledge. And we kind of take it away. If you think about children, they're like, they're imaginary friends and the ghosts under the bed. And, um, you know, they have this, this beautiful communication and imagination that I think is, is real. And then we're like, there's no people that's imaginary. And we've just stopped believing it's true. And we block it all from happening. It reminds me of that one saying, you have to be like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that one book that we were just reading, which was uh, we were supposed to review for this podcast, but it talks about you're the most connected when you're in the womb, and it's yeah. all downhill from there once you come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say it's like I guess it's like we're born coming, you know, knowing all these things, and then the rest of your life you're just like undoing to remember, you know, kind of why you came. But it's yeah, it's a lot of stimulus that keeps getting added on that we're just like peel away, peel away, block it from happening more. Bodhi and I were having this conversation and it's like, we were so courageous to take on this experience as a human being to, yeah. to experience all this craziness and to overcome it. And <laughs> I was cracking up because at times I am fearful of making a shift in my career or doing something I'm extremely passionate about. And I'm like, look at me chickening out when I already <laughs> took on the, the scary the journey of my life is this is yeah. how I could be so <laughs> disconnected. Yeah. It's interesting. I've had um, a lot of visions of my own past life and experiences. And um, I did one ayahuasca session where I had like 30 and it was just like super intense of like really hard things that have happened. And, um, sometimes I think I'm like, I, I can't do this again. <laughs> like this is exhausting. And I was out, so I'm in Mexico right now. And I was out doing this like moon. It was just like full moon, um, stand up paddleboard. Like, you know, it was in the dark and, um, it just felt like this, like really, I was just like in the middle of the ocean. I wasn't by myself, but you know, for, you know, just kind of by myself with, with people farther away. And I was just like looking at this moon and it felt really lonely. And I just had this thought, like, 
I don't want to do this again. Like, this is, this is hard. I'm tired. Like I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. And sometimes I, I've been, I guess I read this somewhere. It's like the reason we don't remember all of our past lives is because it's, it's like too much. Like if you think about all the traumas we just face in this lifetime and how it's, you know, all the coaching work that I do, it's like, I'm doing those traumas and stories for people. If you add on like multiple dozens of lifetimes of trauma on top of that, it's like, it's too much. It is exhausting. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. Of, it's being a human's hard. <laughs> it, what came to mind, the, the vision I had was uh, the minions of people rooting on for you and yeah. And the the amount the work that you're doing, it's also a, a reservoir for other sentient beings to experience as well. So as as long as we keep I keep that in mind to myself. I'm not only doing this for me. I got so yeah. many people rooting for me, yeah. and I'm doing this not for my own consciousness, but for all of consciousness. That gets a little <sighs> pep in the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean to add to that, not to mention you get to do this. Like, <laughs> So many people don't get to do this kind of work. You get yeah. to do it. You have yeah. this gift, you have honed it, and now you get to, you know, help so many other people in the world that need the knowledge that you have or the yeah. offering that you have. So You're my hero. You're my hero. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for doing you your work. Hero. I'm you so too. proud of you. I'm <laughs> so grateful for people like you that just bring that love and light. I, and I, I am and I am hitting that show me the letter button like after we're done with this podcast because yes. I definitely want a letter from my mom who passed away. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Bodhi's talking about on my website. There's, um, I have someone who's, the letters are very personal, but someone, I have, uh, someone gave me permission to, to share the one I wrote for her and I changed her name. But uh, yeah, it's a sample of the letter. And they're, they're long. They're like 10 to 12 pages usually. Um, and yeah, pretty detailed. So they're really fun. And a lot of people have no idea what that looks like. So it's cool to see a sample of it. Oh, I meant like request a letter. Sorry. <laughs> ah, you can also view it, view a, a sample yes. of a letter. Request yeah. view. Yeah. Go to marissamedium.com. We'll have a link in the description, but yeah, you can see a sample of this letter and you can even request a letter or you can schedule a session with Marissa. Yeah. It makes a great holiday gift for those of you that are missing your loved ones. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And especially as a traveler, I'm like, there's, there's so many things. I don't need more things, but this is a cool, um, I try as gifts to give experiences or things like that. This is a beautiful, beautiful gift for the holidays for sure. Oh yeah. Oh. Awesome. We're so grateful for your time. Ah, you Thank guys you are so, so fun much. to talk to. Thank you guys so much. I had so many goosebump moments. I can't. Count them. Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. Down the thigh. Me, yeah. <laughs> I had a client who told me uh, goosebumps are truth bumps. I had never heard anyone say that. But I was like, oh, yeah. yes. Anytime I have it, like when clients talk, I'm like, oh, like that feels so true. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience. And uh, yeah, we hope maybe you come back and definitely check out Marissa's website. We're going to put a link in that in the description, in the show notes. And anything else that Marissa wants to share with us, we're going to add that to the description as well. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.